Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. My guest today is Rocky Lavani. Rocky, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today, Henry. Excited to chat with you. Yeah, this is going to be an enlightening conversation, really valuable stuff. You know, many small business owners don't really know, in my experience, they don't know if they're profitable enough at, at best, or if they're profitable at all, rather. At best, you run your business and you measure its ongoing success by seeing how much cash you have in the bank at the end of the month. That's the reality for a lot of small business owners. But what if instead you followed a system and approach that focuses on paying you first? while also making sure you have the cash to cover your expenses, like payroll, like taxes. Rocky Lalvani is a profit-first professional, and he empowers business owners to understand and to systematize your numbers so that you can spend more time doing what you love, the reason you got into business to begin with, I suspect. Receive more information about the How of Business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, and you'll want to check that out because we've got a special offer from Rocky just you can text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 772-837-5700 or visit thehowabusiness.com. Let me tell you a little bit more about Rocky and then we'll get into the conversation. Rocky Lalvani serves as Chief Profitability Advisor for business owners and is the founder of Profit Comes First. That's the name of his business. He teaches his clients how to ensure they get paid and they make profit a priority. As a certified profit-first professional, he implements Mike McCallowick's profit-first system, and he is also the host of his own podcast, the Profit Answer Man podcast. Rocky started with nothing. He's going to share that story with us. He's his immigrant parents, or his parents rather, immigrated to the United States when he was age two, and his parents were in their 40s. It was his parents' second time starting over in life as they moved here to experience the American dream. Despite lots of struggles and his mom passing away when Rocky was just seven years old, he has been able to achieve financial and life success. Rocky loves to share his journey, which he's gonna do with us today, and inspire others to achieve their dreams even faster. Rocky lives in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So once again, Rocky Lalvani, welcome to the show. Excited to be here, Henry, and for the conversation. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. So let's talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today. You and I have a shared immigrant experience. So just tell me about that briefly, those early years. And then you had that that's that terrible, you know, dealing with your mom's death at such an early age. But that immigrant experience uh, is, is, you know, common to the United States, part of the American dream. But tell me about yours a little bit. So when we came here, we basically had no money. And part of that was back in those days, you couldn't easily exchange currency, especially coming out of India. Mm. They did not want to lose their currency and give you dollars. That's just the way the world used to be. And so we were definitely on the wrong side of the tracks when we came here. But very quickly, I saw my parents and the people that had also immigrated with them, their friends and so forth, start to move up the economic ladder. So little by little, they started to achieve success. And they would all get together and they would talk about that success. So one of the things within the Indian community that I never realized was 
kind of the case in America, they talked about money. It was not unusual for people to say, how much did you pay for that? How much do you make? How did you buy that? Did you get a discount? Like, how are you doing all of these things? And so money was never a taboo topic. Like people just had honest conversations around it. And on top of that, just culturally, we negotiate everything, <laughs> right? You laugh, right. I, but most of the world actually negotiates everything. It's just a way of life. You, you know, they start high, you start low and you come to an agreement. The concept of a fixed price just doesn't really exist. Right. And so I learned those skills as a kid and I got to listen to those stories. And because of that, it allowed me to build financial strength. The other thing that never occurred is nobody ever complained. No one ever complained, oh, woe is us, or we're being discriminated against, or this or that. They just said, the world is your oyster. You can have whatever you want. Go achieve it. And you were expected to achieve it. So I think having those two mindsets dramatically helped me. Yeah, tremendous influences. Yeah, that, that perspective and that mindset of look at, despite all of the challenges that we might have, look at all of the opportunities that are there for us if we apply ourselves. Yeah. Very true. And, and so this, uh, this thing of talking about finances is such, such a big one, Rocky, what, what a, what a privilege that was for you, because I, I think as we get more into it here in a moment, that that's at the heart of why people are so bad often in small business in managing their business financials is because they bring to it all of that baggage, lack of understanding, shame, whatever combination of things from their personal lives and probably even from their childhood. They bring that to their business is what I've found. What do you think? So when I have my onboarding call with the business owners that work with me, that's one of the questions we talk about. I'm like, tell me about how you grew up. How'd you learn about money? What money scripts are running in the back of your mind? Because I want to understand what their relationship with money is, because whatever that is, that's how they're going to behave. Yeah. And I need to understand that as their financial guide so that we can start addressing those things. For some people, you know, they think money is going to bring them happiness and it's not. Yes, it will take away your misery, but it's not going to make you happy. And if you think that rich people are evil, you're going to very quickly get rid of your money because you don't want to become evil. Yeah. Yeah. Or you won't grow because you just, you know, you look at that as an evil thing. All right. So uh, what did you do in your early career? Tell me briefly about that. So, you know what, let me just take a second and just call, kind of talk about my teenage years. Cause I always, I was always hustling to make a buck. I wanted to be a millionaire and that's what I was doing. And around that time in high school and when I was in college, I was, teaching business owners how to use spreadsheets because VisiCalc had just come out. The PCs were just coming onto the market. And so I was helping them with the financial numbers and so forth. And when I graduated college, I wanted to start a business creating spreadsheets for business owners and show them how to do it. But back then there were no podcasts, there was no internet, and I had no idea how to start a business. I didn't have the greatest grades because school and me don't get along well. Um, <laughs> and at the time, I, your parents were working in jobs. Is that, is that part of it? My well? dad was working in a job. Yes. Mm. And 
So I didn't have that business savvy. And we were always taught, though, you go to college, you get a job, right? You get married, you have two kids and a dog and a fence and your life will be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't change jobs, right? Because back then it was you you join a company and you stay with them for life. Um, right. At least that's what we were told. So when totally they used to wrong. talk about money, it was more how to invest what you were making salary wise, how to save uh, those kind of philosophies, how to invest Correct. some of that money. Interesting. And a little bit with real estate too. Okay. Okay. So I, I also had a lot of exposure to real estate, both from doing the work. And also I had a real estate license when I was in college. So I was selling real estate. Um, but again, I, I, I was told to follow this traditional path. So I get out of college, you know, and I talk to the recruiters and they go, well, with your grade point average, you should go into sales. I'm like, great. I'll go into sales. What do I know? <laughs> um, I got a job in sales and I started doing really well. And because I was doing well, I later realized the enemy of great is good. And I was doing good, right? Good money, time freedom. And I just followed that sales path, even though I'm an introvert. And it allowed me to live a very nice life. And it allowed me to make a lot of money. And it allowed me to have time freedom. So what happens then that changes that? How, how did you go to your first business then? So I always had little side businesses throughout this whole process. One of them was um, I'm the geek who reads the tax code only because I hate paying taxes and I want to figure <laughs> out how not to pay them. And my wife is a CPA. So I, you know, we kind of talk money and taxes. So I had a small tax business. The problem was with the tax business is the government was taking such a massive chunk um, in taxes that I was like, this isn't fair. <laughs> and on top of that, I would, we undercharged. I didn't, I didn't value that we mm. should be charging a lot more for this and that people would pay a lot more for this. And then we had a real estate business. We were flipping houses, doing some rentals. So that was kind of doing okay. And honestly, I came to a point in my life where I was like, you know, I have enough money. I've achieved financial success what do I really want to do? And so I went back and started exploring what would I really enjoy doing as a lifestyle in retirement business. And it came back to financial coaching because I realized even though I have a bachelor of science in economics and an MBA, nobody's teaching you about how to use money. And certainly not, not in a way that is accessible, that's easy to understand, right? Correct. And so I started to do financial coaching as a side business, and I started building that up. And I came to realize something. People are not willing to pay for financial coaching. They weren't willing to, to say, give me $5,000 to make them a millionaire. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, I wasn't going to make them a millionaire this weekend. It was a 10-year plan or a 20-year plan that guaranteed to work, but it just takes time and people don't want that. And then along that journey and just kind of trying things and looking, I started to learn that business owners were just as bad as people with their money. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're in the business of business. Surely you understand business. That's why you went into business. It was like, oh, people went into business because they loved what they were doing. Mm -hmm. 
they hate the business side of their business. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I read Profit First because somebody had had mentioned, read this book and you'll really understand what they're they're doing. I read the book. I'm like, this can't be real. And literally, I spent another year or two just having conversations with people, with accountants, with business consultants. I'm like, is this for real? Can I make money doing this? Does this work? And then the inevitable happened. And, you know, life at work was good until it wasn't. And I said, you know what? I hate what I'm doing right now. The job isn't fulfilling. Do I go find another company and do this and just ride it off and take the good path? Or do I say, screw it and start my own business and do what I love? And I thought about it and I go, well, I'm going to do this in five years, no matter what, because I'll have more than enough money. I don't even care if I make money at it. But if I wait five years, I'm going to regret that I wasted those five years doing something I really didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so I said, screw it. We're out. Um, I lived profit first since I was came out of college. And that's how I built my wealth by setting up the multiple bank accounts, by putting money aside. You know, if you've read Richest Man in Babylon, mm-hmm. I, I've always lived that lifestyle because that was what was ingrained in me. Yeah. You had adopted the pay yourself first approach long ago, obviously. Long ago. I mean, literally, when we were working towards the end of my working career, we were probably saving about close to 30%. So if I looked at my money, we were probably spending about 40%, saving about 30%, and 30% was going to taxes. Um, So we had a really high savings rate. We always lived below our means. We lived nice, but we always lived below our means. And so I was always living that profit-first lifestyle. So when I decided to make the final pivot, I was like, do I do this alone? Do I create my own material? Or do I partner with somebody? So I went and I actually talked to a lot of different business people that are in similar spaces to profit first, some fractional CFO franchises. And I realized profit first fit with my values the most. Mm -hmm. And I also realized, yes, I could do this myself, but I don't want to do, I I don't want to create the material. I don't want to create the marketing. I don't want to do like, that wasn't going to be fun to me. And it was going to hold me from achieving what I wanted. So I'm like, let's just. Well, as you uncovered, Mike. no reason to. And when Mike has developed such a great system and platform and tools, right? Correct. Why re- reinvent the wheel? Partner with Mike. He'll do all the parts I don't like, like getting on stage and doing all the marketing. <laughs> and I'll just go help people. Yeah. And so that's kind of what the final pivot was. I said, screw you to work. And I, I said, I'm retiring. I'm out. And this is a lifestyle business for me. I, I'm not looking to make this massive. I'm just looking to help a handful of business owners and enjoy my life. Let me ask you this last question, then we're going to dive into profit first. What, what does being a business owner do for you today? What, what does it provide you? Honestly, the biggest thing it provides me is time freedom. I own my schedule. I own what I do. And that's the way this business was built. It's built that I can do the things I love to do the way I want them to be done. And I have the freedom to do that. And I have the ability to say no to people. So if I don't want to work with you, then we're not working together. Yeah. I love that. 
All right, let's dive into it. I thought we'd start a little bit more here as we get into it, Rocky, if you would introduce at a high level, the profit first system. And I know Mike was on your show, so he digs into this quite he did, a bit. Although just as you know, yeah. just, you know, when I had Mike on, he, we focused more on his latest book, which is the, the what fix this next, you know, so where to start, where to go next. And so okay. that's what Mike and I mostly focused on. Of course, we introduced the profit first system. And for those of you who haven't listened to that episode, that's episode 322 of the How of Business podcast. So thanks for mentioning that. But give us give us your high-level definition of what it is. So basically, your accountant has a definition of what profit is. And this is what accountants use. This is what the SEC tells businesses when you know they're in. This is how you report your profits. It's sales minus expenses equals profit. But what that means is profits are leftover. It's it's a function of how much you brought in and how much you spent, and it's a leftover. And that's not the way I was taught to run. I, I always paid myself first. So might change the equation for the business owner to sales minus profit equals expenses. And so you take your profits first. You take the cut up front, and that is the most important thing to do is you went into business to be profitable. Why aren't you extruding the profit from your business? And I know for a lot of people, just like we talk about money is taboo, you start talking about profits and business and everyone starts looking at you like you're evil. <laughs> and it, it's not, it's not about evil. It's not about screwing people out of money or utilize, you know, doing that. It's about doing things correctly and doing them. So we, we try to say, let's make decisions based on our values, not our bank account. And so that's what profit first truly is about. So people come before money. I like when I teach about profit first, the number one thing I always say is pay your employees more, but get people who deliver more value yeah. because that's how you're going to be profitable. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. I can see, you know, I struggle with this because I, I, so it's so not my perspective, but I understand it. That people think that when you focus on profits, you're talking about greed and you're talking about squeezing everybody, including your employees. But that is not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is that you went into business and it's for, even if you, if you run a charity, you got to generate a profit so that you can do good. A business needs to generate a profit so that it can continue to be an ongoing concern for you, for your employees, for your stakeholders, for everybody involved, right? Absolutely. And what profit first is, it's it's not an accounting system. It's a it's a cash flow management system. And what it does is you basically set up five bank accounts. You have your one bank account where all your money comes in so you can see how much money comes in. And then you just allocate your money to the other four accounts. One is your profit. So you allocate money to profit immediately. Then you allocate money to your owner's pay. Most business owners pay themselves last. You're the one doing the work. You're the one taking the risk. You're the one showing up. You need to build a strong foundation in yourself. So pay yourself first. It, it's fair. And so you put your money in your pay account. Then you set money aside for taxes because it's not yours. It's the government's. That is one of the biggest things that I hear consistently from business owners who implement this. Tax time is no longer freak out time. Yeah. Like tax time comes, we hate paying taxes. 
But you know what? When the tax accountant says, here's how much you owe, they look at their tax account, they go, hey, I've got enough money to cover it. I hate writing this check, but they actually enjoy doing it because they know they've got it covered. They feel confidence in themselves. And then whatever's left goes in your operating expense account. And that's the account that you spend out of. You've already covered all your important things. And it constrains your spending because it's, it's, there's less in there to spend. And so it basically utilizes Parkinson's law. And Parkinson's law basically says, we will use up all the resources that are allocated. So mm-hmm. if I give you a project and you know the first two questions in business are, how much do you want to spend on this and how long is it gonna take? And you say $100,000 in six months, I guarantee you it'll be $110,000 in seven months. But if you say to people, hey, I've only got 10 grand to spend and I need it done in, in three weeks, then you find a way to do that because you guys are resourceful, you're smart, you just need to be constrained. And that's essentially what Profit First does. It constrains you and it utilizes Parkinson's law. It goes back to the 80-20 rule. 20% of what you do produces 80% of the results which means 40% of what you do produces 96% of the results, which means 60% of what you do is wasting time and money. And you need to eliminate that 60%. Yeah. I tell you, Rocky, when I first came to this concept, it's been about, I applied it in whole to a business I had, which was a salon suites business that I owned for six years, bought it, that bought these two salons in 2008. And it was such a it was such a, a shift in mindset, and it seems so simple, right? So that's why I want to go back to this because the the formula you laid out sales minus profit leaves expenses. Flipping that formula around, it might sound very elementary, but it's but it's it's really a mind shift in what it does for you. The way that I applied it then beyond the bank accounts, of course, and I'll come back to that, is is like you said, it gave me now a budget, a constraint that I then allocated to all the things we were going to spend on. And then we implemented the discipline of managing to that budget so that I could achieve those consistent profitability numbers. That is what I wanted and expected from the business. And that, that approach, that discipline was a game changer for me. And that's what it is. It's discipline. You just have to do it. That's the hardest part. People just don't do it. And why don't they do it? What, what have you found? Like, let me ask you this question because I get this pushback a lot. Do I really need all the checking accounts? Is that one of the things? And, and what else keeps people from implementing this in your experience? Number one, it's, it's the friction of getting started. It's always harder to take the first step than the next 99. So it's getting the bank accounts open is a major starting problem. The second one is figuring out your initial allocation. So Mike Mm -hmm. gives a chart in the book about where you should be, but that's not where you start. You start Mm -hmm. with where you're at today and then you create your initial allocations and then you just create this rhythm and do it. I think a lot of people are fearful of math. A lot of people don't know where to get their starting allocation and they try something, it doesn't work and they give up because you get busy with life. The only reason that I am as wealthy as I am is because I automated my finances at 21 and I went on with life. And even though I made a lot of stupid money mistakes, 
the money was just flowing automatically in the background. And that's why you need these accounts. You need to constrain yourself. You need to give every dollar a job and you need to send it to work on that job. And you need to put the rhythm in place. I think setting up the different bank accounts, although it's, you know, maybe a little bit of a pain initially simplifies the math, in my opinion. It does. This is literally second grade math. It just, just do it. And until you do it and you try it, you, you'll be like, this is the biggest struggle. People are like, it's so simple. Why would I do simple? Everyone wants a complicated system. Mm-hmm. No, just do simple. Yeah. Like, really, you don't need me to even do this. Just start. This is Henry Lopez with a brief break from this episode to share a special offer from our show sponsor, LinkedIn Jobs. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Because they're focused on managing and growing their business, they can't always spend the time they wish they could on recruiting. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to find and hire the best candidates for free. I personally like the role templates that help me create an effective job post and the screening questions help me save valuable time in determining which candidates I want to schedule an interview with. Get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. And it's easy. Just fill out targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation you need. Then use LinkedIn's simple tools to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. LinkedIn Jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your first job for free at linkedin.com slash how. That's linkedin.com slash H-O-W to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When I've got this money in the different buckets and different accounts, then I'm not depending on some complex algorithm or report or calculation or spreadsheet as to how much of this money I can touch and how much of this is taxes. I just got to look at, you know, if I follow the discipline, I see what's in those accounts. And, and of course, I got to monitor that, but it simplifies the whole process in my experience. It does. And over time, you, you slowly increase your profit and your pay while you cut your operating expenses. It takes time. I mean, this yeah. is a long process of cutting expenses it and is, making yeah. wiser decisions. But that's such a great point. And I want to come back to the allocations, but this point of cutting expenses, what this does in my experience is it makes you, now it's not, it's not that I want you to take a, um, a, a an approach of, of scarcity mentality, but we need to manage those expenses. And as you said, if we don't do that, then we will overspend. The money will get spent by constraining it. You make it so that it's the most efficient spend of your money on these expenses. And again, we're not advocating anything that has to do with, with not taking care of your people, right? That's not what we're talking about here. Now, I want to talk about the initial allocations because this is a big one for me. The question that comes up here often is what if the business just isn't the model that's working? It's not generating a profit. What, how do I approach that? And at what point in time does this help me discern this model is not going to work? I need to make some fundamental changes to the business model. So if your business model up front is not profitable, you've got to ask yourself some questions. And 
The first is, do you have pricing power? I think a lot of business owners are afraid to raise prices, but that is one of the fastest ways to grow profitability. The number two is to look at your costs and ask yourself, is this really vital to my business? And is there maybe a better way to do this? And is there a way to find maybe different inputs that are less expensive and, and find ways to do that. So it, this is kind of truth time. Do mm -hmm. I have a real business? Is it doable? And how do I change the way that I'm looking at it to make sure that I'm profitable? Yeah. And a system like this allows you to honestly and clearly, it brings transparency to it. I think that sometimes Rocky, People will use the excuse of their mess in financials and not really knowing what's there or what's not to hide the fact of what the numbers could tell you, which is something's not working here. That is correct. This shows you immediately if you have problems, yeah. because if you start to do this and you start to see, wait a minute, I don't have enough in my operating expenses. Right then you're qu you quickly know that you're not spending your salary and your profit and your tax dollars you know that up front. So there's no surprises when it comes time for the rest of it. As well as if my, let's say my initial allocation to the profit account or bucket is 1% or 5%. And I have a goal to grow that to 10%, let's say within two years, it allows me to measure that and see, am I, am I making progress towards that? Or is there no way and I'm going to be able to do that with this business model? Then I can focus on the things you talked about. Can I raise prices? Do I need to change my business model? Do I need to let go of certain product lines and focus on others that are more profitable? It helps you focus and it forces you to ask those questions, doesn't it? It does. So it's about working on your business, not in your business. And I think that's the biggest problem. What I see with most small business owners, they're so busy working in their business that they're not making the right decisions. They're putting band-aids on problems instead of solving problems. And so that's a big part of what this system does. And it's, it's what Mike talks about in the book. You've got to step back and really think about your expenses, which nobody ever does. They don't do it personally. They don't do it in business. Yeah, good point. It, take the time to go through every single line item. What you'll find is, oh, we signed up for all these softwares and we're not even using half of them. And a quarter of them duplicate something else. And oh, by the way, um, there's actually less expensive plans out there, but I'm paying for the highest tier plan because I didn't bother to figure it out and learning to cut those things. And everyone's always told, oh, you got to spend money to make money. No, you don't. Like I can show you ways to make money without spending money. And so we get into this, this mentality of, oh, it's a business expense. Yeah. Time out. Okay. I understand it's a business expense, but Spending money to save on taxes is absurd. Like you spend money because it's going to generate revenue, not because it's going to save you on taxes. Right. And so it's just shifting all of these types of mentalities. And as you talked about, within the average business, if you looked at it, you've probably got 20% of what you do produces the vast majority of your profits. There's a lot of stuff you do that just kind of pays for itself, but doesn't really generate revenue, like excess revenue. 
And then there's things that you might be doing that are actually losing you money mm -hmm. and you don't even realize it. So a big part of what I do is I have my clients go through and we go down to the line items. You delivered this service or this product. How much does it cost you and how profitable is it? And then you can start to see where in the business your pools of profit are. And then you shift your business into those areas. So we're all about working less and making more. That's the big thing for me. Mm -hmm. How do this I is, This is less? that concept. You talk about this pools of profit, right? Isn't that what you're talking about? You talk about this in your podcast and, and a lot of the stuff on your website, pools of profit, right? Yes. Yeah. Because not all revenue is the same. And if you're not figuring out what the inputs are to your revenue, then you're going to struggle. And, and this happens in every business. You know, a business owner goes, well, how much should I charge? They look at the market and they go, well, these guys are all charging that. So that's what I should charge. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, they're all unprofitable. Why are you charging an unprofitable amount? Right. Like take the time to sit down. This is so true of people in the online retail world, right? They buy something for a dollar. They sell it for two and they go, hey, I was profitable. Wait a minute. You bought something for a dollar. You sold it for two and you paid Amazon 30% between their cut and shipping, mm -hmm. which means your $2 is really only a dollar and 40 cents to you. So you've only made a 40 cent profit. Now you have to run your business and you have to do everything else. And they very quickly find out that they're not profitable because their margins aren't high enough. And you've got to take the time to figure that out and see where that is. Cause yeah. most people are racing to the bottom and you don't want to be in that, that game. No, no, that that's a, that's not going to end up being profitable at all. Yeah. And then other components, like, is this a product that gets highly returned and that, that expense. So I love this approach and I'm sure you hear this all the time, Rocky, where we all ask people, so why are you in this particular line of business or why do you offer this product or service? And I'll hear things like, well, we, well, we always have, or, oh, we can't get rid of that. We, you know, so-and-so would be so upset. You have to continuously evaluate what is generating the most profit, right? You do. And you have to take the time to do that. And I think it is very eye-opening for business owners when we go through this, because I'll look at them and I'll be like, hey, I know that this is a high dollar ticket item and you think you're bringing in all this revenue. But when we actually examine it, every single one of those jobs is losing you money. And by the way, look over here, this low revenue item over here is highly profitable. Mm -hmm. Why don't we start selling more of that? and focus on that. And they're like, but that's not the fun stuff. I'm like, yeah, but that's the profitable stuff. Yeah. It's going to be fun when you can allocate more to the profit bank account, isn't it? It um, is. It's going to be much more. And I, honestly, I don't think most business owners know which are the profitable ones and which are the unprofitable ones. And the reality is, is most large businesses don't know which are the profitable and which are the unprofitable because they don't have that granularity down to that level. Right. So what I got to think that having your financials in order, which is part of what this helps us with, but having our, you know, our bookkeeping up to date and our tracking and all, tracking all of our expenses the right way so that we can look at this data 
I got to think that's one of the first critical steps to being able to do this analysis. It, it is. Uh, there's an easy way to do this. I tell people, look, if you don't have your systems in place, your bookkeeping's a mess and you don't know what's going on, go grab your tax returns. Your tax returns are going to show you your revenue. Figure out how much you paid yourself. What's, what's that percentage of revenue? So now you know the percentage for your, your pay, right? Look at how much you paid in taxes. What percentage of that is of your total revenue? Now you know your tax account. Start with a small percentage for profit. If you if you did have a profitable business, you can look at you know your net profit on your tax return. There's a starting point for your profit account, and now you've got those those three numbers. The last number is whatever's left goes into operating. So that's a good starting place. And if you look in the book, um, there's a chart, and it'll tell you what your targets are based on your business size. And again, those are just average targets, but it'll, it'll give you something to shoot for. And oh, you don't do this overnight. Like Mike says, it probably takes about 10 quarters of moving one or 2% a quarter by increasing your pay by one or 2%, increasing your profit by one or 2%, and cutting your expenses by one or 2%. It takes time to make these bigger changes and yeah. to constantly think about your business. I'll be honest, most business owners, you could probably cut your t expenses by 10% without blinking an eye because you're just wasting money because yeah, we always bought that. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Or like you said, we've got a 50 subscriptions to things that I don't need anymore. It's amazing how those things pile up and add up very quickly. And you stop using them and you forget to cancel them. Mm-hmm. Okay, great stuff. Uh, we can go on forever here, but we'll start to wrap it up. We've touched on it briefly, but but uh, give me the the summary on the services that you currently offer your clients, and then we'll talk about the the program that we've got a special offer on. Sure. So a lot of what I do is I teach for free. So on my podcast, Profit Answer Man, you can learn all about this in much more depth. I give it all away for free. I've already built my wealth. You know, if you're a do-it-yourself person, go listen and learn. For those people who want a little bit more help, we do have a course. It's called the Effortless Profit Program. It's basically the principles of profit first. And the course will show you how to do all these different things. It breaks down everything that we talked about today in two-minute segments. And it actually shows you how to implement that whole step in a step-by-step -step fashion. So you can go through the course and it will teach you everything that you need to know in detail, show you how to find the numbers, how to implement it, how to create your bank accounts, how to figure out what your current spending is, how to go from where you currently are to where you want to be, and just how to think through this whole thing. And then along with the course, for those of you who need a little bit of help, is we offer um, just uh, a it, on the website, it says you get one consulting call as well. And for your listeners, we're going to double that. So as part of the promotion, we'll give them two consulting calls instead of one. And generally what that does is it helps after you've figured it out and gone through the course to make sure you've got the right allocations to start. 
We answer all your questions that are specific to your business. So how do I customize this to me? And then we have a second call probably three or four months later so that after you start doing it and you go, okay, these are all the things I struggled with. How do I actually deal with that? And of course, anytime you have questions in the course itself, you can ask all your questions and I will personally answer all your questions. So there's a lot of support behind it as well. So it's not just, hey, watch this and you're done. Everything gets answered uh, and we make it easy for you. Fantastic. And so we've got the course and then we're going to put some promos in there. Mm -hmm. And these promos, I think it's only till July 12th, but we're right. going to offer your listeners 25% off of both of those. And there's separate link for each uh, promo code, depending on whether or not you want to get the consulting with it. Right. So this is not a promo that's going to last very long. So take advantage of this. Just go to the howabusiness.com, go to the show notes page for this episode, just search for Rocky, or it'll be one of the more recent episodes, obviously. So you'll get 25% off the course, plus that second coaching call with Rocky. A lot of value there, but if this is of interest to, to you, take advantage of it now because the promo is not going to be there past July 12th. It really won't. So take advantage of that. Go check it out at thehowabusiness.com and then go to the show notes page for this episode. Thank you for that offer, Rocky. That's a, a lot of value there. And in, I, I really encourage people, whether they use your program or not, or they just read the book, this approach really does work. And it, it really is two components. It's a mind shift, in my opinion, on how to look at uh, the finances of a business. And, and, and then it's a, a methodology that's fairly and relatively simple. And then you got to bring to it the discipline and the follow through to stick with it so that it pays off for you and your business. All right, let's talk about books. Uh, we've mentioned Profit First, but is there another book that comes to mind that you would recommend, Rocky? If you're a business owner, the book that I recommend is The Road Less Stupid. It's by Keith Cunningham. It's advice from the chairman of the board. And it's, it's literally about avoiding the dumb mistakes that sabotage growth, profits, and business success. And every chapter is very short. He, he lays it out quickly. And then at the end of every chapter, he has the same advice. Now go think. And it's literally about working on your business instead of in your business and preventing you from doing the dumb that so many of us do by learning from other people's mistakes instead of our own. Love it. I've not heard of that book. So thank you for that recommendation. All right, Rocky, we'll wrap it up. What's, what's one thing you want us to take away from this conversation we've had about profit first? Listen, we've covered a lot today. And for a lot of you, this is probably overwhelming. So I'm going to make this super, super simple. Okay. Go open one account, name it profit. And every month, just take 1% of your business income. It's a dollar out of every hundred that you will never miss and put it in your profit account. And after three months, look at how much money is in there. And if you didn't miss that dollar, increase it to 2% and do it for another three months and watch how your money grows. And then you can finally say, Hmm, maybe I should read that book and go full force and do what <laughs> these guys said. Yeah. I love that. I love that as a first step, right? I mean, that 
That's, that's easy that everybody can handle that. And so I, I love that as a first step. And it's a, it's, it helps with, again, that focus of profit first. Uh, so that's a, that's a great piece of advice. Thank you for that. Where do you want us to go online to learn more about you and your business and also uh, where they can find more information, where they can find the podcast, all that good stuff. So uh, before I do that, just a quick favor uh, of your audience. If you enjoy Henry and his show, would you be just so kind as to leave him a rating and a review? It really helps to these crazy algorithms with all these different companies. It helps to get the show out there and for more people to learn and listen. So if you've enjoyed his show, just do that for him. Um, it's a lonely world in the world of podcasting. <laughs> Thanks, Rocky. You are most welcome. So if you'd like to find me, the best place is my website. My website is profitcomesfirst.com. On the website, uh, you can find an offer to get two free chapters of Mike's book. I'll give you the two chapters and I'll send you some basic information that helps you get started, including those allocations that we talked about uh, today on this. You can find a link to my podcast, which is Profit Answer Man. Wherever you listen to podcasts or listening to this, just type in Profit Answer Man. The links to the course are in the show notes. Those are special links for Henry to get that discount. So use the links that are in this, uh, this episode to, uh, to get you to do that as well. Exactly. Yeah. If you're on, which I encourage you to do, if you're on Rocky's site and you're wondering why I'm not getting the discount, that's because you need to use the link that's going to be on the show notes page. And I'll put the promo code in there as well. And then you'll get the 25% discount and the additional coaching session with Rocky. So, but go check out his podcast, all that information. He takes the same approach as I do. There's a lot of free information there. What I've always found Rocky is there's a group of people that we serve that get enough from that and they go on and are successful. And that's fantastic. That's what we're trying to do with, with these platforms. And then there's another group of people that say, I need a little bit more. And that's who should consider something like this course, right? Absolutely. I give away everything for free. So whatever I'm doing with my clients, I'm telling you, yep. <laughs> And if you can go do it yourself, God bless you, go do it. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for giving and sharing with me here on this episode and for taking the time to be with me on the Howard Business. Thank you so much for having me, Henry. It was an enjoyable conversation. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for joining me on this episode of the Howard Business. My guest again today was Rocky Lalvani. We release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at our website, thehowabusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.